podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is David and today I'm joined again by Chris and Mark as we have yet more FPL price reveals. It's day two uh, of a very exciting week. A bit of deja vu really. Lunchtime again, price reveals again, Chris and Mark again. How are you guys doing? All good. It's day two in the price reveal. <laughs> um, yeah, so Big Brother there, people will probably... Big Brother's so old now. I'm obviously the oldest person of this Probably not in fantasy, but in this group. But uh, yeah, I remember the old Big Brother days. It is day two, but it's still exciting. Loads of stuff happened today, which we'll talk about. Chelsea out, uh, West Ham out, loads of other teams out. Um, and we just and we just had another one come out. Just had Crystal Palace. It's Crystal Palace Crystal just Palace. dropped as we went live. Wow. Okay, so it's all happening in the Big it's Brother house. On. Exclusive. Do you want to talk about Palace? What do you want to do? You're in charge, David. What do you want to do? You want to talk about well, Palace? Well, Mark seems to be the man literally on the button. So you, you, over to you, Mark. But, I mean, you don't even have to say hello. Like you, like yesterday. Hello, Mark. Sorry. I, I, I can't hello. <laughs> well, first of all, hello. <laughs> uh, secondly, as well as getting Eze's 6.5 price yesterday, we now know that Sam Johnston and Goal, 4.5. Tyrick Mitchell, 4.5. Mark Gwey. Gwehi. I always got that wrong. Easy to say. 4.5 and Edward up front is 5.5. And he seemed to be Hodgson's preferred striker after two towards the end. So that could be interesting. Wow. Yeah. The good price is there. It's nice to see that they're still all like a 4.5 million defence because, yeah, their defence actually was looking quite nice under Hodgson as well back end of last season. Um, so yeah, what's your what's your initial reaction to that then, Chris? Are you excited about Crystal Palace? I mean, the main draw is good. We're going to talk about Chelsea in a minute, but it's it's all happening. So Crystal Palace, I'm go. excited about Crystal Palace. <laughs> I, I'm mainly excited because Ted Lasso was filmed at Crystal Palace. That's my main. <laughs> makes me exciting about Crystal. No, I, I think it's I, I think at the prices. The interesting thing is everyone's obviously getting. No one's going. Oh, my first name and my clean uh, the team sheet is Palace player, right? That's not going to happen. But. Like you said, with the 4.5s, the 5.5s, these are, are going to be really important players because they're going to be kind of, you know, filler once you've kind of realised you can't have everybody you want this season or or you can, I don't know. But I, I hopefully you're going to need to be going to, to more teams this year than we did last year. And you can't just rely on like, you know, three from City, three from Arsenal, a couple of United, a couple of Liverpool. So, so yeah, these prices are really relevant. And it's good to see that, I, I think it's good to see they're keeping those these prices low so that people will 
consider and will use them. I think Johnston could be interesting. Yeah, I think I, I don't have the stats for clean sheets at the end of the season. I'm not even going to put that on Mark either because he might not have them either. But but I, I think they looked a lot tighter, obviously, um, when he when when uh, Hodgson came in and he's obviously still there. So I think the the, the Palace defence, you know, or a, a four point five keeper might might be an option. I don't know. It might be something to consider. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, they did keep a few. I've just got the the results up now under Hodgson. Like they beat Bournemouth two nil, um, nil nil home draw with Everton. So there's a and one at Southampton as well. So yeah, just Hodgson just improved them in general. Now whether he can maintain that over this season, we'll find out. But yeah, as far as the four point five goalkeepers that we know of so far, um, yeah, whether. The thing is, is Johnston definitely number one over Guaita? It felt that way. It, it felt that way towards the back end of the season. Well, I think Guaita did have an injury. But I, I suppose a good point here is we we do need to see what Guaita's price is because I think in, in previous years he's come in at five million. Um, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't tell you how often that's happened or even if it was necessary in the most recent campaign. But uh, we've seen that before and... Not that the FPL prices will give an indication if he's the first choice goalkeeper, because I don't think Roy Hodgson pays attention to that. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, come on, he does. <laughs> he, might, he might do, he might do. Um, but he's certainly old, older than the oldest person I know who plays fantasy football, so it might just not be on his radar. So, But yeah, I think I think that'll be an important thing to look at. I've just put the fixtures on the screen as well, because 4.5 million goalkeepers, as you mentioned there, uh, Mark, um, in terms of how uh, we we think about these guys. Yeah, it's Crystal Palace uh, away at Sheffield United game week one. Then it's Arsenal at home, Brentford away game week two and three, which is a bit not as nice. Wolves at home game week four, though. Villa away game week five is not so nice, but then Fulham at home game week six. So they could be quite useful in a rotation. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly who was the team that rotated nicely with that, but a 4.5 million goalkeeper in that scenario is quite useful. So that's probably what my thoughts would be on Crystal Palace. Rotate yeah, them with I someone. Think there's going to be a lot of 4.5s, aren't there? I mean, I think we always saw Fulham, we saw uh, Leno and, and, and Pickford. Pickford, obviously, England's England's number one. Um, yeah, and hopefully stays at Everton. God, God knows <laughs> if he goes. But, um, but yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of options at 4.5. So maybe, yeah, maybe you're right, especially if we don't know his first choice. But why would FPL put him on the page if he's not a first choice goalkeeper? I mean, that's they true. Know they know things. Cool. So, so okay. So, Palace was not maybe the. Uh, <laughs> what we, well, the where did we, we go to? Your yeah. stream was about Chelsea. We it? weren't so, anticipating starting with Crystal Palace, but uh, such is the <laughs> manner of this of the chaos. It's chaos week. That's what it is. We just we we, we stream and just we see what happens. We were going to start with Chelsea. So, what I've got on the screen now is the four players who have been revealed for Chelsea uh, on top of Nkunku yesterday, who we know is a seven point five million forward. We've now got. Raheem Sterling as a 7 million midfielder, which is really nice uh, because great price, I think. But also we kind of were anticipating a bit of a drop. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's that's useful in that uh, context. But then we've got Mudrick at 6.5. So already we've got a possible 50-50 call that people have to make a decision on. But then also, and I know you're excited about this, Chris, Reese James at 5.5, Ben Chilwell at 5.5. So they're the, they're the five players we know about. Four of those have come today. Um, well, we're, let's start with Reese James. I mean, you, you can't give us that reaction, Chris, and then not back it up. So nail. <laughs> he's first. He's, he's in the team sheet. I mean, I, I, putting aside, I mean, I've got to see all the players. Got to, you know, and and, and we talked about fixes a fair bit, and we need to see how Poch is playing. But uh, I imagine right from the start, and certainly from soon after, I'm going to have one, if not both, of those. I, Reese James is a legend, fantasy legend. Um, 
you know, assuming he's uh, he's, he's he's had time to cover and he's kind of fighting fit for this this season. And if he's not, I'll be just Chilwell instead. I, you've got to have a Chelsea fullback or wing back, right? Surely, just that the capacity for for to, to get involved for the field. Hopefully, a, a tighter defence under under Poch. I don't think it's going to be quite as tight as they started last season, but it's certainly be tighter than they ended it. So I I I I'm I'm in love with that price. I am. Um, if anything, I think it's a good teaser price as well. I I think I think it could have been six or or above, but I I, I think. Because obviously Chelsea's there's a lot of question marks still, and it's a new manager, and they've got seven thousand players to fit in. But I, I'm, I'm, all, I'm, he's in, he's in. I've, I've been doing, I've been doing, a, I've been doing with Plan FPL. I've been doing my team plan, um, uh, and I've got, I've got him in straight away. I've got, I've got to work out, you know, I've got about seven players in so far, so I might need a few more. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've, he, he's absolute no brainer for me. And if I, if Chelsea do look tight at the back, and they do look. And, the, and both Chilwell and James are playing and looking creative. I want to own them both, I think. I'm probably more interested in those two than anyone else in Chelsea, to, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I know who he's very excited about and, and Kunku. Um, but yeah, I, I just, the, those those guys are both fantasy gold for me. I think yeah. I've made my point. <laughs> yeah, you have. Well, also, Pochettino is, uh, is, a, is a big factor here because he loves his his, his fullbacks uh, to be a big part of uh, the build-up. So it is a little while ago, but when uh, he was at his peak with Spurs, there was a time when Davis and Trippier were, were very much must-owns a lot of the time. And uh, if you go and check out the scout report that uh, the editorial team have done on Pochettino on the website, uh, you can have a look at this as well. And we've also done a video and podcast on what Pochettino can bring to Chelsea. Um, in the 17-18 season, uh, Davis and Trippier were top amongst all defenders uh, for chances created. Uh, so Davis created 46, Trippier created 40. So it's a little while ago, but we know that Pochettino favours that style. And so that bodes well, really, for these guys uh, contributing quite well. I suppose I'm going to come to you now, Mark, where you feel, uh, well, I don't, do you, are you worry about rotation possibly, just in the context of the fact that when Davis and Trippier were doing well that season, 17-18, we still didn't necessarily always know which one, one of them was going to start because from those players um, in the top five, Trippier made 24 appearances, Davis made 29, but all of the players that were sort of below them, they, they created fewer chances, admittedly, they were all starting 35, 36, 37, 8 matches. And so those numbers are indicative of the fact that he likes to rotate his fullback. So are you worried about that at Chelsea? Or would you be... Invest is invested in Reese James as Chris sounds like he's going to be. Well, for the opening weeks, I'd imagine Pochettino plays his strongest eleven because Chelsea don't have European football either, so that's um, that's another factor. But they did, didn't they? Spend quite a lot on the young Malo Gusto um, in January, and they sent him to Leon. But if he comes back, Pochettino likes likes the young players, so that, that could be an option. But I don't think he's really. At the start, going to be a huge threat to Reese James's game time and for the Chilwell. Was there Kukurea, Lewis Hall? But uh, we'll just wait and see. I, to me, Reese James is like my mortal enemy in fantasy football. <laughs> just, you know well, just, well, is he a troll, trolling? You mean? Is that, I've, I've got so many points from Reese James. We we all have that player, don't we? Like for me, he just he's never delivered. And he's always, I think I sold him once just before he scored twice against Newcastle. I think it was 21 points and sold him just before that. So that, that just sums it up. And that he did it against Newcastle as well. I mean, that's so, that that's almost deliberately cruel. It being it against your team. So much. 
Now, I'm, I'm actually with you. He, I wouldn't go far as to say he's my mortal enemy, but he, cer- he certainly won't be getting a Christmas card from me anytime soon because he is very much in the same bracket for me because I just found him unpredictable. So I don't in any way necessarily suggest he's like a bad asset. And I do think that this year more than ever, I, I am interested more than ever. But um, I did like a, a game week one draft of as 12 months ago and this they 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 done me dirty they the, the scout team they, they they took out the little clip from the video where i said that reese james might be a fraud and it went semi-viral on twitter as like oh who's this guy he doesn't know what he's talking about but i was proved to be right last season because my my opinion was it'll be like one two three points and then 17 and then like two minus one three 25 points and that was just really hard to navigate I do think, but I do actually think that this year it's going to be, I think it's going to be better because I, I do think Poch will stabilise Chelsea a bit. There is that focus on the fullbacks being part of the build-up and yes, he has that history of rotating them, but Mark, you make the excellent point there that actually it's a totally different context because he doesn't have to worry about as many different competitions. Um, and I suppose, well actually a couple of people in the chat just worried about injuries as well. Um, so Alex Jones said my issue with James was uh, awful, awful last season and because he was so injury prone. So it's probably worth keeping an eye on, on, on that. Um, but if he's fit, I think we we can all agree that they're going to be worth owning. I mean, what do you guys think in terms of about fixtures, I guess, would be my only question. Chris, you seem very invested. Would you want to own them from game week one or would you rather wait until they've got the Liverpool game out of the way and maybe invest in game I week three? I think the Liverpool game is, is definitely a question. The, 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 problem is, the problem is always that thing of... of, of uh, of kind of booking booking in transfers from from the start, right? You, 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 if you know you're going to want like for 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 the after game week one, you know away to West Ham, home to Luton, home to Forest, away to Bournemouth, I want a few Chelsea players, at least one if not two for that period. So you know anything could happen uh, against Liverpool. I, I someone tell me the day that it's um, it wasn't someone from from the fantasy football. Actually, it was someone who was a friend in a pub. But they, they always draw against Chelsea. They can always predict a draw. They, they think that's going to be a draw, whether it's a low scoring or a draw. Well, the whatever. last the last four have been nil nil. There you go. That's why you need Reese James, guaranteed guaranteed clean sheet. Yeah, <laughs> double up on them. Yeah, you could you could have for for the for the the, the bargain price of thirty and a half million for for Trent and Reese James, you could have two clean sheets. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I, I I think I probably will go with. I, I wouldn't probably double up at the start. I probably I will probably take a punt with one and just yeah and and sort of style it out in that um in that first match. But yeah, I I I think the fixtures after are so good. That fixture run is 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 great. You know, I, I think home to Luton, home to Forest, Bournemouth away. I mean, Bournemouth are not a bad team at home, but. You know, West Ham. West Ham. Uh, I went to. I went to uh, West Ham last year. Oh my god! Like when Newcastle played them, th- that was such a weird ground. It, it, the, the atmosphere. They play. They sing the old bubbles, but after that, it was pretty much silent. And then when they were two 0 down, about sort of thirty minutes to go, people started leaving. I think by, by the time it was three 0 there was about like there was mainly Newcastle fans left. It was incredible. I'm not dissing all West Ham fans, but that was. I don't think that's a fearsome stadium to, to go to. I don't think that the crowds the crowds are a long way back. So, anyway, I'm, I'm getting too detailed now. People <laughs> asking about asking about Sterling and what that means. Yeah, uh, what, let's talk about him. Seven million's tasty, isn't it? It really is. I I, I said uh, when I was going through some of the Chelsea stuff over the summer, and then when I saw Kunku coming in as well, and then Poch, I was like, I want to have a Chelsea attacker, I think. And interestingly, I think I'm possibly more interested in their attack than their defence because of the fixtures. Because I do think that that Liverpool and West Ham can score on them. 
Um, and then and and but I also think that Chelsea can score against Liverpool and and West Ham, even if the what was it the last four have been nil nil against Liverpool. I just think this Liverpool defense is not set up to just do very well anymore. And it, it, like Trent, I'm going to have him as well probably. Him going into midfield is great, but I don't think it necessarily. They're not a team that I think is going to keep a clean sheet against Chelsea. So the fixtures make me more inclined to have a Chelsea attacker from game week one than a Chelsea defender from game week one. Um, I, I haven't necessarily got any incredible stats that show that they're necessarily going to do well because when you do look at the stats of how Chelsea finished the season, they are pretty rubbish. Um, and yeah. there is a couple of players who were doing better than Sterling and Mudrick for even at Chelsea, like Havertz, for example, actually had better stats than these two and he's, he's left. Uh, it's more of a gut feeling, to be honest, that, Sterling is a player who has pedigree and if the system can be built to support him properly I just can't see how he doesn't kick on under a manager like Pochettino and so then at that kind of price um, he has the ability to go on 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 runs where he, he can he can deliver and so then he could he, he, this is a guy who used to be a premium so when I say he can behave like a premium at 7 million I don't think that's necessarily a, an odd thing to say that's just kind of how I feel on him I, I need to see pre-season Alex Jones in the chat has also pointed out that pre-season is going to be big for them and yeah and where can you get the best pre-season <laughs> minutes tracker? where in the world I wonder the football that'll be fans football scout <laughs> Premium membership, you get every minute. No one else is tracking it, as far as I'm aware. It's a lot of work goes into that, as David can attest. Um, just quick, before before we get into Chelsea, someone in, in the window has asked four times now, so I'm going to respond to them. Um, uh, it's high, bizarrely name. Someone tell me, does every hour on the hour one team release prices? That is it appears the intention. Although Chelsea are, are suddenly arrived this morning at ten thirty-two, somewhat destroying that, but that is very much the uh the point yeah so we're thinking every hour and the hour for how long that goes on we don't know the other thing that's interesting about we were talking about this before we came on air we've had uh 10 now teams i think yeah nine, nine uh is it right one two three four palace was the 10th yeah palace was the 10th. So we have 10 teams that means there's 10 teams to go maths fans um but we if they're doing one every hour and they go up to six today then that will leave us you know that would be another sort of uh six teams if uh, if it's if it's seven, it'll be seven. We're only going if they do this every hour up until six, seven, or eight. There'll still be a couple of teams left over. So either they're going to continue until super late. When do they? It was eight o'clock yesterday when they stopped, wasn't it? I think it was eight. I think so. Seven. Yeah. Seven but if they continue the same cadence, we won't have got everybody out. There'll either be three or four left till tomorrow. So sorry, this is completely not related to Chelsea. <laughs> speculation, wild speculation. They're going to be left with a small handful to do tomorrow. Starting at 10, 10, 11, 12, 1pm, boom, game launch. There you go. Don't know. Just total <laughs> spectrum. Heard it here first. Well, ad hoc record. Yeah. We'll be at lunchtime, hopefully, probably. I don't know. Are we? We should be. Um, that you should definitely, yeah, make sure. If I were you, I would keep your lunchtime. Give, some, give yourself some lunchtime time tomorrow if you want to get in and get an early ID, which of course you do. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, going back to Chelsea. Question <laughs> I have for you, Doug. Um, you want a Chelsea attacker. I think that's totally sensible. Yep. Um, you've got Sterling at seven. You've got Nkunku. I'll probably get it wrong every time I say it, at seven and a half. Um, which of those two would you go with? Would you save the half million and do you think Sterling or do you think... I think you know, I think Sterling. I, I, I liked Nkunku until I saw he was a forward. 
the, the, the scout report uh, on him both on the website and when I was doing the video one as well like putting that together I was like this guy I think has the real possibility of of lighting things up in the Premier League but him being a forward just takes the shine off the points because it just means fewer points for the goals it means any clean sheets are not going to get involved in either Sterling has that pedigree as well so we of the two if you were to ask me who is the more likely to do well in the Premier League you have to just sort of by law of logic to kind of just turn around and go well Sterling's done it before I've stuck on the screen. I just want to make a slight comparison with Mudrick as well because he's a 0.5 cheaper again. And there's sort of, yeah, a couple of things worth considering with him. So I put a heat map on the screen. Um, They sort of largely played similar uh, roles, you know, coming in from from wide areas and getting involved in penalty box areas. Um, In terms of the numbers, though, Sterling was the one who was producing points at a a faster rate. So um, this is in the, uh, this is game week 27 to 38. So that's the last 12, 13 matches uh, of the season uh, because a couple of doubles in there as well. And in that time, Sterling was uh, putting up three points Point seven points per game, which I appreciate is terrible, but we anticipate that that will probably go up. Uh, whereas Mudrick was just bringing in one point nine per game, and there's some interesting stats below that which you can get more of in the Fantasy Football Scout members area if you want to go even deeper in terms of which one of them was offering more goal threat, which one of them was offering more creativity, and it's 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 a bit sort of fifty fifty. They, they do play different roles within that, but I think that we we shouldn't forget Mudrick. I think him being a six point five, I wouldn't be shocked if he became the bandwagon. Because six point five is a really good price for a Chelsea attacker. I mean, we've said before that he could th- these guys could be the new Rashford, you know, a, a team that's had a big uh, discount and then they end up forming part of the template. And then, what do you think about the Chelsea attackers, Mark? Yeah, I was thinking of six because Sterling's had the same three million drop that Sun has had, and yeah, had the same thought about Rashford there. Like, is 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 the scene set for another another player uh, to? explore like that and I, just a big sterling the opposite to Reese James for me uh in terms of sterling yeah he's had <laughs> 19 at least 19 FPL returns in six consecutive seasons until the last one and of course that last one is probably the most important one because he left <laughs> Man City but uh yeah just got so many good memories with him and if, if Pochettino I think Chelsea's out of all the team's pre-seasons I think Chelsea's is the probably the more possibly the most interesting one personally because there's just so many questions uh, that we hope to have answered by game week one and you know it, is Raheem Sterling nailed on part of the the front three if he is then then yeah I probably would um, go for him over Nkunku okay so Sterling gets the thumbs up what about in the chat has anybody there's uh Chelsea forgot, ha ha, says Harry. Yeah. Chelsea, Harry's obviously got the inside line to everything. Um, We've got one person calling Sterling a troll. So interestingly yeah, it's, it's enough, a... someone who thinks opposite to you, Mark. But I, I, I see where that's coming from. I think that he was he was really, really great, maybe, what, three or four years ago? And then he started to troll. And then last year, he wasn't a troll because we just knew he wasn't worth having. Uh, but there have been some questions about the centre forward, which probably just to touch on that. Yeah. And to, yeah. to agree with you there, Mark, in that actually the preseason is more important, I think, for Chelsea than any other team because we just don't know who's going to play centre-forward. It could be Nkunku. We don't expect it to be, but he has played there in that position before, which is why he's been classified as a forward. Um, so he's one option. Sterling has played sort of false nine and at times, you know, centre-forward for City. We've seen that. So he, you know, in inverted commas, has that in his locker. We are just talking earlier about Lukaku. I think he's still technically a Chelsea player. You never know. Um 
maybe he gets another stab at it. Who knows? Um, although FBL Harry still in the chat. I was going to mention this, obviously, also being a Chelsea fan. He just says, don't buy Chelsea attackers. Smiley face. <laughs> so that's, that's the view from the stands is that don't don't bother. But but the preseason will tell us a lot. I said yesterday, this preseason is they're going to be playing a lot of big teams. And so, yeah. I don't know, I feel like we're going to be seeing these these Premier League teams having to play their best football in preseason, which is quite useful. Yeah, yeah, no, no true. Cool. Okay, so that's have we have we have we covered off Chelsea there? Then have we, I think we've, we've got... talked about them enough. Yeah. Well, why don't we talk about Newcastle because uh, we've got to indulge Mark a little bit, haven't we? So um... <laughs> yeah. <absolutely. laughs> so we've got Bruno Gamaros at six million as a midfielder. We've got uh, Joe Linton, six million midfielder. Isak, seven point five million forward. And I think the big news of the day, and I think he's trending on Twitter, is Botman because he's four point five million again. Is he the standout for you, Mark? That's that's the first one that came to mind because. Newcastle's fixtures are horrible at first. So maybe not initially from the start, but the price difference between him and Trippier is so much bigger now. I was really surprised to see him remain at 4.5. So yeah, when when the fixtures get good, um, it could be a nice cheap way to cover Trippier partially. He didn't score last season, Botman, but he did have an XG of 2.5 and he's, he's tall. So uh, this is just the general score but he's tall, he's tall. <laughs> you've got you've got a lot of height um in a lot of big 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 lads in the uh, in the newcastle yeah. side now the opponents so will concentrate on dan burn and then botman will score and then we'll get well, botman this returns. new guy someone's telling me he's quite big isn't he i don't I was talking on this street maybe it was yesterday i was talking about the new the new guy come in the the from uh from italy what's his name Denali. Mm-hmm. Denali. Glad you said that. Yeah, you've just you were out scouting him. I realised you were involved in that deal. But I was in Milan um, on holiday in March, so I'd love to claim claim a role in that. But, right. uh, but he's, he's a big lad. I heard he's quite a presence, so it's going to be yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Someone's telling me that. I'm, I'm, I have no knowledge at all about that. So I should well, chat. Tenali might have an impact on Guimarães. Um, yeah. It's it's. I think one of the, as we said yesterday, that there's versatility in Tenali and Guimaraes that could both probably play either the deeper role of the midfield three or be one of the more advanced ones. But if uh, if it is Guimaraes who's given more license to contribute and get forward, then then six million could be quite good. We saw what he was like on that half season after his initial arrival. Um, but again, the fixtures are, are a bit tough, so we'll have to wait and see. Personally. A bit of a Joel Linton fan, sticking with Brazilians. He got some goals. He got. I mean, what was his points last year? You've got not got them in front of you. Oh, we have you. I bet you have. He did all right near the end. He had a bit of a. He had a bit of a streak. I think he ended on six, six mm-hmm. goals, five assists, something like that. He's now scored on his Brazil debut as well. So, if if he starts out as Eddie Howe's preferred option on the left of the front three, he, yeah. he could be. Well, so that, that's Kevin out of position, isn't it? Then if he's if his class is a mid and he's playing sort of a more forward role. I know, David, you love your out of position oh, options. I love those. Yeah, they're big. They're big. Yeah, I, I mean, th- th- I just wanted to point out actually, by the way, Kieran in chat was actually saying the same thing as you, Mark, about Tonali coming in, could see Gamara uh, play further forward. So the hive mind of, uh, of fantasy managers coming together there, very good. Um, but you've mentioned fixtures as well. And I actually just want to ask you about um, how you think you'd manage those Newcastle fixtures because you are, you're saying that you're interested in Botman, you reckon, when the fixtures get nicer. Because he's 4.5, do you think he's worth only for game week one so that you don't have to book him in? You can just leave him on the bench until, I think it's sort of game week, 
are where we looking about sort of game week five i think it is when to, um mm-hmm. when you when you're at home to brentford or maybe game week six when you're away to sheffield united do you feel like a 4.5 defender is it's it's viable to hold him there for that long to avoid you having to to book in a transfer what, what do you think mark could be yeah because i know i, I certainly try to think long term with defense and, and maybe shorter to medium term with with the attacking lot so if you have a good first three defenders botman could easily stay there as the fourth um, and yeah. if, if you play like three at the back he could stay there as the fourth and then he's there for, for that good run uh completely yeah 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 it's definitely what about, about... What, about, what about what about isaac or isaac um like he's I always had I will so I never went with Isaac last year. Worked quite worked quite well towards the end as well. Everyone was was uh, in the doubles, Captain Isaac and, and Wilson came on and, and scoring goals for fun, as Atkins and Ronix would say. But um, yeah, Isaac because he ended up playing, getting pushed out a bit wide, didn't he? Playing a bit, he, he did. He, well, Wilson was more the kind of the the the, the front player. Isaac was playing off him a bit wider, from what I could see. So mm-hmm. do we think? I mean, obviously Wilson's more injury prone he's getting on a bit do you think the plan as a Newcastle fan is that Isaac will become the main man progressively and Wilson will be more of a bit part this coming season yeah I think so but then thought the same at the end of last season was was sort of the opposite to you and was a victim was was totally on Isaac while Wilson just kept scoring at this crazy rate and was thinking oh yeah well Isaac's our record sign and and he's He's best up front, so you know, don't waste him out wide. Uh, but it kept happening because it was working for the yeah. team. This season, we're starting afresh. There is Champions League to think about, and yeah, I'd expect Isak if if the right signings come in. Um, you'd expect Isak to maybe start up front and on the left. There's a few options on the left. There's Gordon, Saint Maximan, Joel Linton, slash Willick. They sort of. Yeah, yeah. Have a good tandem down the left. So, yeah. Well, Anthony Gordon, thanks for that. We needed the money. There's a couple of people cool. talking about Wilson in chat, actually. Uh, there's a little bit of a discussion about what price is going to be. Um, and uh, crikey, if I'm saying your name right, is gone with what I think is the case. Wilson probably at 8 million, which would be nice because it forces a bit of a decision because you probably agree that Wilson is the better option at the moment or at least based on form. Can you say 0.5 million with the other guy? Those are the kind of decisions that FPL uh, want us uh, to make, I think. Um, In terms of other decisions, uh, they've also given us West Ham today, and they're they're making me really, really like Antonio's price at 6 million. I'm not a big fan of the fixtures, but the prices are so nice. Bowen at 7 million, Antonio at 6 million. We've also got Ben Rama at 6 and Agued at 4.5. But yeah, what do you guys think about West Ham? Let's come to you first, Chris. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's so difficult to know what you're going to get, isn't it, with West Ham? That's the, it's uh, like a box of chocolates. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, Antonio, you know, a couple of times you started the season really well and then kind of faded. So, you know, if we're going to get that again, I remember when Ben Rama did the same, he started like a train and then sort of like drifted off a bit. So at 6 million, it depends on how your team's been. I've been messing around with a, um, with a couple of drafts. It, you know, it is harder than it looks, even though these prices can look favourable. So, yeah, I, I think that's a possible, that's a possible kind of sort of second or third forward. And six million is probably the price you can be looking at if you're going to want to have Haaland and Salah and Fernandez and 
you know, and and Trent, it, suddenly you are going to have to look, start ratcheting down quite quickly your your um your kind of yeah, your other players, and and I think a six million punt on on Antonio, yeah, I I like that at the start of the season. If 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 he plays in pre season, if he's not. If, if he's going to get some minutes to start, I think it'll, I'll, I'll be aware that it's probably something I'll end up moving on. But I think that's that's not that's not a, that's a very tempting price. Bowen, yeah, again, he's you know seven million. We we said Sterling seven million. I I, I guess you know that's a really fair price. Um, and I like Bowen. I've never owned him that much, but he, he's, he's obviously for a while was there was the main points sort of deliverer for for, for West Ham, but then. But then they kind of, you know, they struggled a bit. Obviously, I don't know how they're going to deal with. Um, with I mean, they had European football last year, European slightly higher level European football, I guess, again this year. So I, I think it depends who else they, they bring in. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in Antonio. I think Boeing probably won't be something I, I go to. I, I could see a lineup starting with Antonio, but that sort of price. But I think it's because of the price as much as it being West Ham. If that makes sense. I don't think fixes that bad. We got Bournemouth. I mean, I've got yeah, Bournemouth and Chelsea. I, 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 Bournemouth away is not awful. Um, you've got Luton, Brighton, and Chelsea. Don't know anything could happen in those matches. And then they have got C, which is not not good, obviously. Yeah, they start off kind of average, and then they get really big. horrible. Um, they start off and they go down. Yeah, like, yeah. My my dad is a West Ham fan, and when he saw the fixtures, he was like, "Why is it every year we're one of those teams that's right now in the bottom in terms of like?" how teams are doing on the season ticker they always get pulled all the way down because they end up playing sort of something like four of the top six in their first seven or eight or something crazy so they, they have every right to feel aggrieved at the fixture list and i sort of wonder if there's some kind of alphabetical preference here and that's why they always end up with the like the you know the wrong end of the stick but yeah i think it's it, it's gonna be a wait and see I, unfortunately i think I would love to have Antonio from the start because the price is so nice and was talking about it with Neil this morning actually just in our in our workspace and he was making the point that actually Antonio probably still is the first choice despite kind of the yeah. things that have happened around because like Skamaka had his injury problems to be fair but even with Ings around uh, Antonio seemed to still have the nod so yeah he's probably the one I'm most excited by I know Bowen is going to be the one that um, draws a lot of attention but I think it's just that potential value in Antonio that excites me good point Alex Jones made a good point about Rice moving on, which I'm presuming is pretty much done now. They've, they've agreed the fee, haven't they? 100 million odd, and mm-hmm. they're just working out, you know, whether they're going to pay with buttons or. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I think I think um, that will have a big impact. Look at that! You're slightly slightly moving that that fixture ticker in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think um, yeah, I think uh, Rice moving, yeah, is going to have a massive effect on that 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 team. Um, mm. Not easy player to replace. That's why it's, it's, you know you don't go for hundred million if you're a, a player that can be easily replaced, right? So, yeah. No, well, sh- I, I was looking at the, the thing the being linked with Harvey Barnes and that with that money, mm-hmm. West Ham quite a bit. This is a shame because I was kind of semi interested in Ben Rama going into it, um, having seen some how he compared last season. Uh, he was he was their penalty taker by by the end of the season. He had more shots on target than Bowen, stuff like that. He had, he had a good rate of minutes per chance as well. But um, even last season, he, a lot of us, he was switching between bench and starting lineup quite a bit. And it's only going to get worse, isn't it? If, if they're going to use that rice money to yeah. improve the squad. So that's a shame. Yeah, it's a yeah. weird one. It, it, getting Barnes for rice seems 
well, just not really like for like replacement. I, I think. I mean, it's definitely going to impact. I think it'll impact their defense more than it'll impact going forward. But, uh, but by no means do I think that it won't impact them going forward. I do think it will damage their attack. But certainly their defense, I think, are going to have a difficult time because, I mean, watching them do this for England as well. I mean, there's. I I describe to some people that I think there's a there's a Declan Rice zone, which is the bit of the penalty box that's kind of the either the left hand side or the right hand side um where he, what he'll do is he'll he'll come out of nowhere and he'll sort of surprise the winger who's cut into the box and he'll just move in and sweep up and the way that he just helps screen the back four is is incredible so losing that ability is gonna is gonna be hugely damaging we've seen we've got a guard at 4.5 you'd like to think based on how their defense got on last year that Fabianski's back down to 4.5 again him at 5 million was always so silly he's a bit of a fpl icon because he's just so good at making saves in a team that faces lots of shots. So if they are able to, I don't want to say replace Rice because I don't really think they will be able to, uh, unless they, yeah. Uh, if if they do at any point start keeping some clean sheets, I would be probably interested in Fabianski because I do think they'll have to face a lot of shots and then he can maybe land in that little sweet spot. Um, but it, it's really a, a wait and see, really. Uh, unfortunately, well, let's let's talk about Liverpool because I think there's more. We haven't we haven't had the chance to talk about that Liverpool? yet. Yeah, they they talked about it on the Scoutcast last night. They had we had Liverpool yesterday, um, yeah. and I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on. Uh, well, let's we have to start with Trent, eight million defender. What's your initial reaction, Chris, to that? It's a pain, isn't it? Um, <laughs> you want him, and I kind of want him more because he's eight million. Is that wrong? I kind of I kind of was wanting him inside anyway, but like when he was eight minutes, like well, I've got to have him now. It's like what's going on? It's like my my wife buying shoes. Um, like so, I I think eight million. I, you know, in that he's playing, you know, a kind of effectively out of position as well now. Um, he, or, you know, we'll see if that's how it ends up. But that's why he, he has certainly played, you know, in a more of a midfield role coming forward even more than he was. You've kind of just one of those players you've kind of got to have, you think. But it does pose problems. Like when you start drafting, I'm, at the moment I'm drafting between, um, you know, live prices and 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 sort of you know, mixed prices as it were. And it's hard. It's hard to suddenly make make the kind of uh, you know make that eight million that takes up that when you've got that's a, that's for premium, right? That's for for defence. That's a premium defender. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's it's good. I think it's good for the game because it's a challenge because it, it means that not every team's going to have Trent and Salah and Holland in. Because if you want to, if you also want Son or or, or Fernandez, then you're going to struggle to 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 get all that. So I I think um, I think it's a good price by FPL. I think it's a challenge. I kind of yeah. And as as Alex Jones said, he was he was a bit of a mixed bag. It wasn't it wasn't the uh, it wasn't the kind of Trent performance of of. Uh, before, sorry, I'm gonna turn off Slack in the background. It's making a noise. Um, so yeah, so it was. Um, uh, sorry, Ian, stop messaging me during stream. I'm trying to do something. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the, um, the yeah, I I, I think I'll, I'll I'll have him. They've got they've got a decent decent run of fixtures. I think I'll have him, but it is going to cause problems, is what I think. So, yeah, yeah that was a lot. No, it's good. I, I agree with you. I think we want FPL to be asking these questions of us. It's nice for us to be like, ah, oh, don't want to pay that, but I guess I will. As you say, it's like your partner buying shoes. Completely agree with that. Um, Mark, speaking of uh, people buying shoes, um, I have had experience in the past of offering up <laughs> offering up the cheaper alternative. <laughs> oh, there's some uh, non-branded ones over here that say Andrew Robertson on the... Uh, 
on the oh, soul um okay. for 1.5 million less um where do you stand on us being able to make quite a significant saving um on the sondicos that are andrew robertson <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> well if um if they're sticking with this inverted trent three box three sort of system robertson he's kind of nullified as a centre-back a bit, isn't he? I don't know if he still managed to get forward a bit towards the end, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's good to have a, a decent gap between them for the for the first time in a while. It, it does ask questions um, similar to sort of the Trippier-Botman sort of question of, well, can, can Robertson cover Trent? But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Personally, I was looking forward to not having Trent anyway, so that price rise is an excuse not to. But it might be kind of a that's interesting. So, where where are you going with Liverpool then? We we I think we're all you know Liverpool didn't have the best season. Obviously, they've got decent fixtures. They're bringing some good players. What's your what's your representation going to be? I think they've got you know they've got pretty good fixtures to start with. Are you you know sort of Chelsea and uh, Newcastle side? But you know Liverpool can score in any game. Are you thinking further forward then? Are you thinking Salah, obviously, but are you thinking, you know, Nunes? What you think? What, where are you thinking of your Liverpool options? Um, still possibly, yeah. Still, as part of the Trent decision is that we'd probably quite like to start with Salah and Haaland, and therefore something has to be sacrificed somewhere. And I'm not even that confident in Liverpool keeping clean sheets. So if if you don't think your defender is going to keep clean sheets, then do you want to spend eight million on him? as good as he is with his assists. He had a great run towards the end of last season. But um, I was just been writing up about Subberslay. Say again? Subberslay? Subberslay, right? See if you can say it at the same time twice. That'd be great. We know. You sign him. He is like, he is a set piece, like maestro. And I'm not saying he's going to come in and steal them all off Trent straight away, but he's really good at them. He's like a highlight reel of great free kicks and corners and long shots, and he's brilliant. So there might be some element of sharing them with, with Trent there. But I think in reality, I'm just looking for reasons to not have him. But yeah. it's going to hurt to not have him. If he has high ownership, it's going to be a nervous sit through Liverpool matches for sure. The 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 attackers, yeah, it's um You know Nunez is seven point five, for instance, as we, one yeah. of the other revealed uh yesterday. Um so would you be tempted, a bit of Darwin? Will he evolve into a complete <laughs> uh, forward? Oh sorry. No for me no or, or will he continue to win the Darwin Awards? That's that's <laughs> the question. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to that Sven Botman goal because there's so many Botman uh, puns that we haven't had a chance to use yet. Um, I like your thinking, Batman. <laughs> so Botman returns. This is like gone. Um, Botman Please. returns. Botman forever. <laughs> when he starts a match, Botman begins. Um, stuff like that. So Darwin, well, isn't he quite a bit down the... Gakpo's ahead of him. Luis yes. Diaz is probably ahead of him. Jota too. So, I mean, if he gets a run in the team and, and he starts to become the, the forward that justifies the fee, then... That they spent on them, then yes, but not from the start. And what about what about Mac? What about Big Mac? McAllister from Brighton obviously was one of the three 
midfield as we all had one of or two of some points would you is he going to play what do we think i mean i don't i don't got no idea how he's going to set up is he going to become more of the because he sort of came more of a defensive midfielder at times for for brighton do we think that's where he's going to be playing for liverpool they're not short of attacking players so well, i was reading like was reading some of um, what the other people online think liverpool how they're going to think liverpool are going to line up and it does sound like if they're going to have trent alongside someone else in midfield that there'd be two advanced midfielders. It does sound like McAllister would be one of them, but yeah. he doesn't have, he probably won't have penalties, will he? And that was quite a no. big part of his bright. That was, that was, that, that was definitely the, one of the differentiations between him, Matoma and March, wasn't it? That, yeah, when they got a pen, it's like, ah, oh. we were yeah. all sitting there watching Brighton score half loads of goals. But who scored it? We need to know who's assisted. Yeah. Salah did miss a couple, so there could be that that first yeah, one. I can definitely see Salah handing the penalties across someone else. Nah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's not happening. Well, I was just having a look uh, while you guys were talking at some Trent numbers, just on the question of him versus Robertson, and. Um, Tying in actually with a comment in the chat from, I think it was Robert Ducky, that if you get Robbo, you'll still end up looking over and wishing you had Trent. And I, I think he could be right there because if we look at what they uh, achieved offensively uh, in the second half of the season or the final third, I suppose, between game weeks 27 and, and 38, um, interestingly enough, they actually had the same number of touches in the penalty box. But Alexander-Arnold, 25 chances created, Robertson 15. Uh, he created 10 big chances, which was the second most of anyone in the league during that period. The only one who was better than him for that was Fernan- Bruno Fernandes. So it's, you know, he's keeping company with a, a number 10 there, you know, creating chances for other people. His expected goal involvement in that period was 4.29, uh, which was uh, basically just about two more than Robertson on 2.37. And Trippier was the only uh, defender to have a higher XGI than Trent in that period of the season uh, so he I, I personally I think he is worth the money and in terms of the question about versus Robertson I think you get you will get what you pay for uh, in within that uh, yeah. and in terms of their defense like yes it, it, they actually only kept one clean sheet uh, between game week 30 and uh, game week 38 it was, it was just a consistency of points for Trent that made him highly owned again because he actually only got one double-figure haul. So between game week 30 and 38, it was 5 points, 9 points, 5, 5, 4, 7, 7, 13, 1, 4. Um, so it's nothing special, but the thing is, is it's someone you don't have to keep moving on if they're going to be very, very reliable. Um, we, we have to see what impact their new sign is going to have on their defence, I think. But um, I don't know. I think it's going to be difficult not owning Trent. And I don't think there's going to be much love for Robbo because you're right, Mark. In that new system, he just plays left centre back instead of left wing back. So, yeah, it's either it's either Trent or, or or nothing really. I think unless someone's coming in at four and a half or something in Liverpool defence, like you, you, the problem is he's going. If you don't get get him in, he's going to be very hard to get in. Getting an eight million defender back into your team is going to require some major surgery later on if yep. you're not starting with him, and especially if he starts to creep up. I don't know if it's how likely that is, or that he'd, he'd, he'd you know, bump up in value. But, you know, he starts getting up to eight, two, three. It's going to get harder and harder to, to be able to work out how to bring him in. Because, it, you know, whereas if you have him, you take him out. You go, well, it's bonus money. I've got an extra, you know. I've suddenly <laughs> Tax rebate. Yeah, it is. It is. So I don't think that's necessarily a good reason to, to, to do it on its own. But it, it is a factor. It's kind of like, because if I don't get him at the start, I, I don't know you know, when I'm going to easily get him. Because you're going to want to have, we've been tempted with all these mid-price, but, you know, interesting options in the midfield. And, you know, Son's come down, Fernandez, Sterling, 
you know, you saw in Buemo the days, you know, striker in the middle. I want Matoma. I want some Brighton action. I'm like, I've been, I've been doing a team, and it struck. You know, if you have Trent, it's difficult to even to kind of make it without getting some, some really tough decisions. But then, if you if you don't have him in, I just coming back to it, it's going to have to be a major. You have to sacrifice some of the big players. So I don't know. Yeah, it's you... a good price. I think it's a really good price. I, I was a bit concerned when the prices started to come out. Yesterday, it was like, oh, no, that's they've underpriced it again. And I think, in you know, maybe in some places they have, but I think at least a few key players, Haaland's at a sensible price. You know, um, I think Salah's fair enough price to be out where he's at. I think Trent's at a challenging price. So a lot of those regular players that everyone would have before, it's going to be very hard for everyone to have again in the template, I think. Um, so I'd, I'm hoping there's not going to be as strong a template. I mean, I, that's what I always hope. I mean, never mm-hmm. is the case, but... The template will always find itself, but you want the template to take three or four weeks to find uh, yeah, rather than be evidently immediate from from the beginning. And it just means, yeah, because when you think that Trippier 6.5 as well, uh, Trent 8 million and a lot of these other must-have players have all, have all gone up, it does it does mean that I, I do think we're going to have a, a decent selection of, of people to choose from and a lot of differentiation between different teams. You've made a good point there in terms of how you start the season because I'm a big fan of always making sure that I've hit price points rather than necessarily players specifically. I mean, obviously yeah. I'm going to want Haaland, but bearing in mind that there's a there's a defender in the game who's worth eight million who has incredible fpl pedigree in a team that yes right now isn't keeping clean sheets but has done in the past and very easily could within a few weeks start keeping them again you need to be able to have either a trent in plan or if you just have trent from the start then you've got your plan right there then it means if he fails that is your plan that is your plan yeah just have him anyway (laughs) and so then move moving away from you can shift from one price point to another. I mean, Trent is a bit of an outlier because I don't really think we're going to see anybody else at the same price. But knowing that yeah. he's there, you have to be able to make some space in your squad to get to him in a world where he explodes in the first couple of weeks, which he like definitely could. So, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's kind of um, how I'm looking at it. Um, should we move on so to talk? Space, oh, you can look sorry. at other prices. There's, there's other. There's some other teams with space. I, I was. I was just going to say. Why don't we have a look at Fulham? Uh, because there's some potentially decent prices there. I mean, Mitrovic has gone up to seven five. Uh, Pereira has gone up to five point five. But we've still got four point five million defenders in Tete and Ream, which should suggest the rest of the defense is going to be that price. Leno is also four point five. There's been talk of them being involved in a defensive rotation as well. Where do you see Fulham fitting into the? Um, the you know the the budget enabler section this year, Mark. The defense had a, a decent um, run around. I think it was surrounding the World Cup break. But um, what's their early fixtures? Like? I can't remember. But it's yeah. I haven't really thought about it. Really, Mitrovic is semi interesting. He missed four penalties last season, Mitrovic. So yeah. A big question about that is, are, are they going to sort that problem out? But, yeah. Um, well, I can go through their fixtures, yeah. if you like. So, it was Everton away game week one, Brentford at home game week two, then Arsenal away game week three, City away game week four. So, two really horrible ones in the middle. But then Luton at home game week five, Palace away game week six. So, it's sort of it's sectioned into little pairs there. Possible rotation for defence, perhaps. So, you don't really want anyone against Arsenal and City, right? Yeah, it could be the same sort of thing that we said about Botman earlier, like if 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 you want a fourth defender to save the future weeks or to, to rotate, if you can find a nice rotation, then um, a Fulham option could be could be one of those. Really, uh, Tim Ream seemed to have a. Why does that name come to mind? He, oh yes, just after the, uh, the the World Cup break, he just went on a bit of a 
yeah bit of a run didn't he tim ream the ream team <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know and Pereira has obviously been he's been sort of boosted up in price um so he's 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 kind of a little bit more an awkward price now but he did chip in a fair few points right yeah i don't know mitrovic is difficult isn't it i i really like mitrovic as a striker I, he's a sort of striker i want to have as like second or third but again looking at the price of my early drafts it, it you know, I'm already I'm already going down to the likes of Inciso and you know Nadabayo trying to make up make up the midfield really at the moment. So yeah, I think I, I think Fulham would have to have really enticing fixtures early on for me to want Mitrovic in. Although I think he's a you know, previously he was a great striker that didn't quite make it, and then last season he you know, until he got before the the, the suspension, he was he was he was incredible. And I, I think he is a really good quality forward. Um, and Fulham did really well. I mean, I guess the other question is, like, did Fulham overperform last year? You know, are they going to do the same again? Like, as an Everton fan, Silver's sort of seen his seasons, doesn't, you know, sort of starts well enough and then maybe it kind of drops off a little bit. I don't know. Um, I, I think Fulham probably overperformed their expectations a little bit for certainly large swathes of the season, not all of it. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Mitrovic... I supplied one, but I wouldn't have him. Yeah, the 4.5s, but yeah, you're going to be playing with fours and 4.5s in your defence, you know, and you're going to be kind of picking one from like five or six, I think, by what price we've seen so far. So I definitely think, yeah, people like Reem are, uh, you know, worth considering. Pereira's probably not going to get into that many. Again, 5.5 might end up being one of those prices. It's kind of a awkward, I just need to fill a gap. Um, and he's got a good pedigree, but yeah. I think yeah. I suspect the better options. What do you What do you think, uh, David? Are you Are you tempted by any of those, or are you just going there? Nah? To be honest, I I think it's Leno is the one I'd be most intrigued by because mm -hmm. he's the same price as those defenders, and this is a team that has the capability of of obviously allowing a lot of shots. We've seen that, and Leno is a very good goalkeeper. He did very well at Arsenal, and yeah. I, he was either second or third off the top of my head. I can't remember which way around it was. He was second or third for most saves uh, made last season. Earned himself about thirty seven, I think it was, extra points because simply of just saves and so if yep. they have a particularly good run of fixtures uh, then he could be one to go for if they are going to keep clean sheets with a lot of saves which which again you probably know this having watched Silver but Everton like he's, he's not exactly a coach who's renowned for um, controlling games by possession and um, you know defending well you know, not to say that he's bad at that, but like he's more of an attack-minded coach, which means that the, the game's going to be open and there's going to be lots of opportunity for that goalkeeper to make safe. So he's probably the one I'd be most interested in. And it's just whether or not I can fit him in a rotation with another goalkeeper that's similar. We've got a super chat. I, I was didn't just going to say, I was just going to say, I want to take your thoughts on this. So this is from Noobmaster, who has submitted a super chat, who said, is it wise to keep the same um, team from last season if you had a decent score or copying your mate's team who won that league asking for a friend? <laughs> asking yeah, for a friend I like that move master that definitely wasn't a question from yourself I can see that <laughs> I mean the, every you can't keep the same team as last season right every every you know there's going to be different prices there's going to be you probably can't afford the same starting team as last year with some of these price changes so I, I yeah I you, you've got to you've got to look at it from scratch and you've got to start you know start uh, looking at looking at sites like Scout and, and looking at the, the, the fixtures looking at the pre-season form I won't go about the pre-season team. It is, even the free stuff of the pre-season is brilliant. We do a lot of free stuff always for the community. It's not all 
back grabbing money, although I'm very grateful for 4.99. But 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 we but yeah, the preseason stuff is really important this season. I think to 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 keep an eye on, you know, who's playing, who's playing where, who's informed, because there's quite a lot of transfers and moves are going on. So you can't keep the same team. I don't think copying another person's team at the start. You know, if you can get hold of Fabio's team, maybe, or you know, if you can get hold of if you can get hold of like we've got um we've got a couple of former winners, including the last season's winner. Um, Ali Ali Guns, uh, which is a great name, great. Uh, that's a real name, but that's his, his, his tag. He's he's going to be um, he's going to be basically one of our pro pundits this year. So he'll be revealing some draft teams. So you can copy his. He won last year. Is he going to win it again? I don't know. He's had pretty good form apart from that. Um, yeah, it's certainly higher than I've, I've only been about the top five thousand of my top square bits. It's it's so hard to do that. But but yeah, I I, I don't know. It's difficult. There's, there's starting the season, you've just really, yeah, you'll get, you'll see a loads and loads of drafts and loads of teams. And you'll see, if you watch our channels and other channels and creators, you'll see a, a sort of template evolve. And I think inevitably we all get influenced by that and we all end up switching our decision a bit towards that, even if we don't completely follow it. So I, I think that's a sensible starting point. I'd look at what the template evolves is and then have a bit of your own character in there. Sorry, that's a long answer, but there you go. I was, Stay I was, away from I was just going to say, no, you, can't, you can't share your, you can't share with your thousands of thousands. I was, of I was just going to say, I was waiting for Harry to to answer that question. He might have a slightly different answer. Although specifically, um, I think there's a specific question here from Newmaster about whether or not you should copy your mate's team. So you've already given us your view, Chris, on whether or not it's okay to sort of follow um, uh, a personality who's renowned for being good at FPL. But if you're if you're covering like off, Harry, you know, quite well. like Harry did did do very well. Uh, but if I you're if you're covering off, you know your mate from the pub or one of the fellow dads from the football, your kid's football team, you know, is that going to land you in serious trouble if you're copying them? What do you reckon? And who the mate is. <laughs> <laughs> if your mate is Harry or, or <laughs> Ali Guns, then... But I think there's a question here. Sorry, take over, Mike. I'll come back to you again. But, like, there's a, there is a question in this, and not just the start of the season, but going forward, about um, EO and monitoring other teams. I, when I had my best season ever, I watched a lot about EO and I kept sort of seeing what, what teams were best owned in the top 10K or the top 100K, whatever. And I think there's a site called Live FPL, which is also part of the Scout Network, which is really good for for pulling that data apart and for you being able to see who else in your mini league, what teams they've got and what players around you and your sort of rank uh, they have. And that's definitely worth uh, checking out. Um, because I think it, 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 I usually wouldn't worry about that until, you know, maybe sort of 10 games in or something. I think early on you've got to, yeah, maybe get influenced by a template get a team you really love and you're excited about and then and then you know see where you are and and, and then it's about whether you're trying to after about five ten games you start thinking about how can i advance or against other players or how can i protect my rank so yeah sorry and you were going i interrupted you i was doing plugs what were you saying no well one of my biggest weaknesses as a manager is yeah do i'm a bit of a formal fear of missing out sort of manager and do sort of care too much about ownership percentages and templates don't want to you know do sort of get nervous about players you don't have hauling and firing you down the ranks but i suppose the right one of the nicer ways to play is if you always had that one differential the end of last season was a struggle because um it was it was so i found it so hard to to rise because you did really well last season for most of it weren't you you were you were quite high up and then you had a bit of a and then it, and then it slid because 
having a couple of Brighton mids felt essential because they had so many doubles, but then everyone has Haaland, everyone has Trippier, yeah. everyone has Rashford, and it, it just became a, a bit of a, a bit of a standstill. Um, but what would have been really nice was to have that differential. Um, right differential. What you need is the right differential. Well, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, I remember game week one last year had Kulisevsky as a differential, and he, and he yeah. hauled, and, and that was it. That 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 was a that was a great start to the season. So be nice to do quite similar this year maybe have that fourth mid or that third striker be someone who's just under the radar really that would be a nice way to play but it's it's all well and good saying that now but uh let's see what that last friday before the deadline mm-hmm. let's see what happens especially harry, harry is well. a good person to copy and he will also be one of our proponents this year as well but he's he's yeah he's he does a lot of great stuff his own channel as well he's he's uh yeah an incredible um I was I was amassing the ranks of all our pro pundits and staff for the day, uh, just just astonishing actually. Um, I not, I didn't contribute much towards it, but like I think we had 140, it was like 650 seasons worth of experience, which is quite good, and I had 140 um, top 10k finishes, three winners, and I don't know thousands, uh, uh, not, not a thousand. We had like 14, sorry, top thousand finishes and stuff. So. Yeah, it's you know, surround yourself with smart people, and you'll 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 end up making the right decisions. Usually, there's not many people that usually the winner disappears again. Like a winner from not this, this year before didn't really go. There's a guy called John Reeson, who won one year, went out for drinks with him. Actually, he was quite a nice chap. Never really came back into it again. So often there's a bit of, of luck. But if you, you want to look at players that are finishing regularly in that top ten k, those are the players to follow because they you know they they've they've understood the kind of game of it. Um, the uh, the the model around it. Have we got a new price? I was really... I've been refreshing the F five key on my keyboard. I think might be broken. It hasn't come, um, has it? Yeah, no, I'm not oh! seeing one. I'm not seeing. We're one. expecting one. Yeah, I was kind of hoping it'd be Man United. So we're sort of hanging on a little bit in many ways to see if there's going to be another one. Um, I won't ask you about the weather, I promise. But um... <laughs> We've got plenty. Of stuff. Well, there's other teams I haven't talked about yet. Yeah, that's we've true. Let's talk about, should we talk about Burnley? Forest? Because Burnley came yesterday and we've got a couple of four fives in their defence. We've got five millions in their midfield. And Zaruri was someone that um, we've been told by some of our Burnley connections was potentially exciting um, because he's, he's an attacking winger. And so okay. for him to be five million, I don't know, they, they potentially kindly price here. Brownhill also at five million, and he plays a slightly more advanced role now. He was very much a holding midfielder before, but they've now got Cullen, who is um, plays that role for them now, which frees him up a little bit. And Brownhill got a lot of assists last season, for example. So fixtures are a bit stiff, uh, you know, for them at the beginning. You know, sort of like very hard to, to be like wading through. I think starting away to City is not your or home to City, yeah. rather, is it? Exactly, so it's it's not nice. But they've got Luton and Forest in uh, away in there, and and they've got Villa, and, and who knows what to say Villa. I mean, you know, actually Villa are pretty bloody good last year, weren't they? It's not yeah, nice. but yeah, no, so it's not. It's a very mixed bag of pictures. It's almost not. You almost want them to be four millions, don't you? Like they're, they're almost too too much to you know to 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 punt on. I mean, five million for midfielders, like you say. I don't know these players really. Very well, Zorori. Again, you've done that. There's a great podcast you can still listen to. It's obviously on the on video on the channel as well, I think, about and there's some articles on the site all about promoted teams. Um, so check those out because that's where most of us can be doing that haven't been following these teams week in, week out. Because it's a very different Burnley side that obviously went down. Everton bought half the Burnley side, and I don't know where the rest of them went, but um, but yeah. Um I don't know, I'm not really are you, are you is there anybody that, that tempts you? I could kind of think if they had a four million keeper, I might go, oh, that's interesting. But I think there's going to be better options at 4.5, surely. Um, 
and because uh, they play more attacking as well. They're not. I, I don't know. They're not. It's the fullbacks. I think it's the fullbacks I'm most interested in because yeah. they play inverted fullbacks. So they they're a bit like a poor man's Man City now, which makes a lot of sense, obviously, with with company and the fact that they have considerably less money than them. Um, and so, but the way that they're deployed on the pitch does mean that they are getting they got forward quite a lot. I haven't to hand got the numbers of the the goals and assists that Roberts on the right hand side and Matson on the left hand side got. Matson is not actually a full time Burnley player, and so. So he, he was on loan from Chelsea. Is he going to stay? They're not sure. Burnley fans are kind of hoping that they either sign him permanently or if they can uh, you know, find a like-for-like replacement. When you play inverted fullback, you, the advantage that you have is that by sitting in the midfield and not occupying the wide spaces, sometimes the defence will leave that space open because they think it's not going to be utilised. And then all of a sudden you burst into that position and you are able to act like an overlapping fullback, but you have considerable less oversight and coverage because their defenders can't go and man-mark you when you're playing inverted fullback. And so that seems to be how those guys were able to make such a difference in the championship. It is, of course, a step up, and a lot of Premier League teams will be a lot more used to defending against inverted fullbacks because it's definitely an elite player's game, really, to play that type of football. Um, But I'm certainly excited to see how that's going to go. And it's definitely a wait and see. I want to see how they adapt. I think they're going to get destroyed quite a lot of times because when you play possession-based football and you try and go toe-to-toe with some of the best teams at that in the country and you haven't really had to do all that much backs against the wall defending in the championship, it could expose them a bit. But in some of the games when they're at home against favourable teams, I would be quite I quite like the idea of starting a Roberts or a Matson or whoever their Matson replacement is. So they're probably the ones I'm most excited by because they can offer the best balance of... Um, well, they've they've got the best you know spread of of potential points in goals assists and you know they they, they will keep some clean sheets just based on ball possession uh, in a couple of games it won't be all the time but that's that's how they'll defend so I think they're the ones I'm most excited by personally some some guy called Sconto Riga I don't know who that is he's mentioned <laughs> four goals and six assists ah, there we are. He's got it. There's a yeah, double figure, double figure attacking returns for them both in the championship. Um, so you know, ten each. So, and that obviously doesn't include fantasy assists as well. So you know, having not reviewed all the footage, you know, you, there's possible a couple of other ones in there as yeah. well. So yeah, thank you, Sconto Rigger, whoever you may whoever be, you, whoever you may be, you mystery man. <laughs> yeah, Go and watch some articles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, is there anything we haven't covered yet? Well, so what I was going to say. Well, there's yeah, forest. there's forest, and I'm I'm, re- I'm refreshing as well, just in the in the hope that we get one more team. It'd be great if we do. I was just going to say, let's talk about forest, and then let's maybe talk about who you guys have already put in your teams. Chris, you've obviously yeah. been making some drafts using Plan FPL, yeah. things like that, because I've, I've got a five-a-side team. There's only five <laughs> players that I'm interested in so far, but yeah, we'll, we'll come to that in a second. Let's quickly talk about Forest, and then we'll we'll head into our first drafts, which are you know you take them with a pinch of salt for now. United yesterday, did we do Sheffield United yesterday? Oh, I don't think we did. Do we want to do Sheffield United? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not I'm not first personally. Oh come on! <laughs> he you, says with you, a Lundstrom sorry, shirt. Behind him. <laughs> surely you with your Lundstrom shirt sat there. Lord Lundstrom, you can't be so fickle. I'm a, a fantasy football, football manager. Like I, I, I'd never met a more fickle bunch. <laughs> never before has there been such a you know a hive of scum and villainy as fantasy football managers. We pick up and drop teams at the drop of a hat. I don't care about Sheffield United. I just care about one man only, and he doesn't play for him anymore. That's that's okay. that's my view. So you guys, can we just read through to... the prices quickly, and we can talk back. <laughs> so we had Norwood midfield at five, uh, Burge at five, the midfielder. And defender, oh god, I, mean, I wish I'd not. Do you want me to say it for you? Yeah, no, go on. yeah. Okay, 
that's that's how I would have said it. That guy, uh, four point yeah. five, and Mc, McBurney, I can do that. Five point five as a forward. Um, I don't know. This, I mean, obviously Norwood and and uh, you know was, was was somebody's familiar, some new. What what have you done? Your Sheffield United. Um, I actually uh, haven't. I haven't done my video on podcast yet. You're so uh, uninterested in Sheffield United. You uh, haven't even done it. You've done Luton and Burnley. Just not bothered. Just Mark not bothered. might be able to tell you more than me. The plan. We, don't worry, guys. This isn't just me being. I'm not like a secret Sheffield Wednesday fan. The plan is to do a Sheffield United video. We just haven't we'll sorted do it one, yet. Yeah, yeah. So, Mark, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to dig us out here. Otherwise, Blades fans if are gonna. You know be, everything about Sheffield United. Blades fans will be sharpening their swords and coming for us. They've got you're, Palace you're, at home and Forest away. They've got. They've got. You know, it's not a terrible start. So the yeah. one. The one that stuck because uh, football manager bias here, but I used to love buying Ahmed Hodzic when he was at Malmo, and. Okay. It turns out that he scored six goals last season for Sheffield United from 32. So six goals in 32 from centre-back. Wow. Pretty good. Area See? See? So, that was a good, that was really useful to have, wasn't it? Um, is he, is he so, priced at four million and playing out of position? Because if he's not, I'm not interested. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's 4.5 and very much in position. But, um, so yeah, not quite Lundstrom levels. But it's it's something. Okay. All right, that's enough Sheffield United then. Yeah, we, we, we've placated the Blades. We have a final roundup, so sorry. Yeah, uh, Apparently, William Brister says this is all becoming a bit boring. I don't think he means us particularly, which is very nice. William, I'll command your ass and criticise your... But that's fine. Um, I won't. Um, FPL should just release the prices and get on with it. Well, that, they're, they're very... To be fair, they've only just started it for two days and they think the game's probably going to launch... We, I think it'll launch tomorrow, but it could be Thursday. It'll definitely launch this week, unless there's some major uh, hoo-ha. Um, it'd be amazing if it's not this week. So I, I think they will. Um, so it will come soon. But, you know, they give everybody a bit of a chance, get a bit of, you know, a bit of preamble. Oh, we need a little bit of, you know, you need a little bit of kind of warming up. Ask your wife. Move on. Anyway. <laughs> too much? Wow. I'm right before we <laughs> Yeah, we'd just okay. like to uh, apologise for the technical difficulties. <laughs> Sorry. So, for Forrest, then. You want to talk about Forrest. You don't want to talk about Sheffield United. What do you want to say, David? Come on. Uh, Nottingham Forest. Ah, oh, uh, I, I just look at their fixtures and I'm like, nah, I, I'm not interested. Unfortunately, I think they're just so t- they're just really not very good away from home. And there's just yeah. So looking at their fixtures, then it's Arsenal away game week one, Man United away game week three, Chelsea away game week four, Man City away game week six. So in the first four, in the first six, they got their. F- Four away games in their first six. They're terrible away from home anyway. And then add in the fact that those four games are Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea and Man City. You could not ask for a worse start to the season. It's just the absolute like pits of... like They're just rock bottom. Absolute rock bottom. And so I don't... Their defenders aren't good enough to go into a rotation unless... Because, well, Sheffield United at home, Burnley at home, maybe they are. I don't know. They're about the only area I'd be considering because the midfielders and the attackers are just too expensive to go into a rotation. That's that's me. I I, I just think that their fixtures are too horrible. So, well, Apart from that, you're very positive. Yeah, apart it. from the fact that they've got terrible fixtures and badly priced players, I think they're great. So, um, yeah. I, I think that um, the best price we've seen so far was, was yesterday, which was Gibbs-White, which I think of all the players there... Again, you're right. Maybe not the start of the season, but I'd be interested in. Is he's probably the the the, the most um, the, the one that I would certainly be looking at closest. Um, uh, one you scored did quite well, didn't he? Scored a few a few goals. Um, it was back in last year. I, I you know got, yeah, he scored six in six in the last four matches. Yeah, so you know, obviously, if he starts that way again, then he's going to get a lot of admirers. Uh, although six five is a is a 
again a challenging kind of price. Well, I mean, we've got to see what all the forwards at, of course, blah blah. But but that you know they, these aren't this isn't priced like a you know obviously they've not just been promoted, but they're not priced like that either. They're priced like a team that they're expecting mid table. A lot of players are going to want. So I, I think Forrest, yeah, with those fixtures, I agree with David largely. Um, I'll keep an eye on Gibbs White, but I, I think everything else I'm probably not going to be that bothered about until until we uh, yeah until we kind of. Uh, get past that first five or six anyway so anything for you in, in nottingham forest there's a there's a there's an ex founder of a fantasy football scout somewhere sitting turning rolling over and yeah uh, and i was worried about what mark Evans was thinking about as i criticized his team he's working mm-hmm. too hard he's not yeah and i think it's important that he remains mark and i remain the other mark it should be yeah yeah you're mark number one now he's you know he's not, nah, he's not dead, black box obviously are you know are a, a partner of ours as well um and uh, as is 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 as well writing for us, so we 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 keep them close. No one ever leaves. No one ever leaves. Um, but yeah, Ben Ben and Johnson's sort of done an embumo, hasn't he? And he he was a forward that's been yeah. in the midfielder now. So that that could be something. Ended on he had a, yeah he had a bit of a slow start last season, but he ended on eight goals, which is you know it's okay. Forest yeah. seemed to get better. They did go back towards the end, didn't they? I mean, I, I, I can't depends what they're going to do in the transfer market. It can't, it can't be as chaotic as last year, where they were just buying everybody. Well, they've been linked with Ian Acho, which would, if that happens, that sort of impacts both Johnson and well, certainly I won, I won E. Um, so yeah. yeah, we'll just see how how many they get first of all, but and also which ones. Fair yeah, enough. It could be, it could be an absolute, you know, litany of, of signings again. But speaking of a litany of signings, nobody makes more signings than fantasy football managers every season. And I suppose that brings us quite nicely onto where your drafts are currently at. Yep. Which I know that we, you know, might get some stick for saying the D word at this particular point in time because we haven't even got all the players team yet. Reveal, team reveal. Here we Thanks. go. Team reveal straight away. But I mean, we can. I'm keeping things very minimalistic. I've just got five players that I want at the moment, and I'm waiting to see everybody else. But That's good. So who's the, who's the five in your template? Well, then, so the five. Well, so we'll do mine first because mine will be nice and quick. I Harland is an easy one. Uh, so and I'm just, so I haven't worked out how much this is all going to cost me. Yet, but Harland, Alexander Arnold, Sterling, and Burmo and Bell are my five. Bell is an easy one because he's a starting four million defender who isn't a fullback admittedly but um because he, he's a left-sided center back in in Luton's uh, defense but we were talking about Luton being a defensive rotation for the start of the new season possibly with Everton uh, there's a couple of games where you would feel comfortable starting them maybe when they're at home and just having a four million is gonna be almost essential I think you're, you're gonna have to have at least one I can remember game week one drafts in the past where I had two so having at least one is gonna be important with the high prices we've got why not make it someone who's definitely going to start a game? So he's an easy one. And Burmo, 6.5. Brentford's got some really nice early fixtures out of position midfielder. Uh, Sterling, I like Chelsea's fixtures from game week three. And I think they've got attacking potential for game weeks one and two, as we discussed earlier. You can go back and watch that if you missed that bit when we talked about Chelsea's attack. So I, I, he's, he's in my five-man team at the moment. It's a five-a-side team with no goalkeeper at the moment. So, yeah, they're the five. Haaland, Alexander-Arnold, Sterling and Burma and Bell. But, Chris, I believe, and Mark, you might have some more players on your list. Yeah, I, I've, I've done I've done a plan. F, I've used Plan FPL, which, again, part of the Scout Network these days. Um, we might, we've got some really cool stuff coming, actually. If you're um, a Scout member at some point, you'll be able to. We're working on it. Hopefully, we be live next week or so. You'll be able to uh, do your whole planning through that and your rate. My team will work through it and everything. So it's, it's a really good planning tool. And it's now part of our... Part of our network, and um, yeah, they're, they're 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 really good guys. So check it out; it's totally free to use at the moment, just to do basic planning. Um, so I've been working on that, and they've got a mix at the moment. They've got a hodgepodge of uh, 
live prices because he's updating it. The guy behind it called Reese, who's updating it as as prices come in and predicted prices, which is I think came from Live FPL, another part of the network. Very weird, but um, because because Ragabolli, uh, who worked on uh, on IPL, uh, something we'll be announcing a bit more about this week. But he he yeah he came up with loads of great prices, and a lot of people have been using that. So based on those, there's a long caveat, right? Um, I've got this is this is my team so far, and this has literally been completed during this this this. Uh, during this uh, kind of, uh, not that I wasn't giving my full attention, but during the stream. So I've, I've got rid of Trent. So I've got Pickford. I've got Pickford and Steele rotating goalkeepers. Not rotating that brilliantly, but not not bad. So I'm, as an Everton fan, got a Pickford. I think 4.5. He's, he's, we're going to be tight to beat. We're going to be clean sheets. He's a good shot stopper. So Pickford and Nets. At the back, James. I was quite clear about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Which James is in, despite Liverpool fixture. Tarkovsky is going to be the other one I'm putting, so I've got to make many somehow. And he's he's rated at four. We don't know what he's actually going to be rated at yet, but he's rated at four in this game. I think it'd be between four and four five. Um, and I've also got in a City midfield defender. At the moment, it's Diaz, but it could be. It, we'll see what the price actually come out. Um, so those are, I'm starting with the three five two. So those are three across the back to, to start with. The other defenders will be at the moment are, are four point five and a four. That's Bell, as mentioned before. And and Henry from I want a Brentford defender, so there's a couple to choose from, but he's in the moment. Um, and then across the midfield, I've got Salah, Sterling, and Vumo, Matoma, and Fernandez, which I think is an incredible midfield. I I mm-hmm. I, I can't quite stretch for Son, so I've had to. I, I definitely want Brighton, as well, Matoma, and um, assuming the same price, I'll go Matoma every March. I think. And Vumo, I do think is a good shout. I, I do think Brentford are a really decent side, even without Tony and. You know, he, he proved end last season he could step into the step up a bit. Sterling, I've been persuaded by this cast to take a, a punt <laughs> on. I'm actually, I'm kind of thinking it's, it's, you know, but there's a lot of options. So you can take a punt at like seven, seven and a half because you can move that on quite quickly. Salah, in that I've not got Trent, I've got to have some Liverpool, is my kind of no brainer fixture. And then up front, at the moment, I've got Haaland and CISO. And then I have got like, I've got Adebayo, but that's just again because he's five million. I'm, I don't know yet. It, once I've got the five, I've got at the moment one and a half minutes to play with. So some of these things will be tweaked a little bit. But but yeah, I'm actually quite I was really struggling this year with Trent. And as soon as you take Trent out, it suddenly kind of opens it up a little bit. Um you know, there's there's some really good options at five point five in defense. But at eight, it's like two and a half million just sucked into the defense. So what'd you say? Rate my team. Rate my team. All right, my team, rate my team. What do you think? Thoughts? Question mark. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's good. I, I like it. Um, I think Fernandez is, is he's he would have been in what would have become a six man team if I knew Rashford's price and position. Um, when I know what position and price he is, that will help me work out whether which one of those two I want. Um, but so Man United representation, I think, is is good. What do you think, Mark? What's uh, what's Chris's team look, shaping up like for you? No, it's really good. Uh, it just sort of emphasizes how many midfield options it feels like there's going to be this year we just think it's similar it's going to be it's, it's going to it's be hard to see so mid now magic 69 is already already mm-hmm. kind of raining on my parade or uh doing something on my parade what what it, 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 magic 69 is suggesting CISO is a mid we don't know that it would be Maybe. a mid he he, he he was a great option for me last uh last season notorious nerd he said he's waiting for the mount price really i mean come on sort yourself out um um go on then sorry mark so you, you you're quite in favor of my team i appreciate that how about yours what are you think well, just just early thoughts i think 
part of this wasn't helped by Mbumo becoming a midfielder because I probably would have had him in anyway. But just thinking there's so many midfielders of one and so few forwards that maybe a 3-5-2 would work. But um, the problem with that is there will be starting 4.5 mids, but there probably won't be starting 4.5 forwards. So you sort of screwing yeah. yourself over a bit there, squad-wise. But, um, yeah, I think working from midfield backwards, Salah, one of the Arsenal midfielders, either Rashford or Fernandes. And the useful thing is that Sun is priced similarly to, to all of that area. So there's always... Similar, but more, right? But, yeah, um, I so guess it's sp- five to nine. Yeah, speaking five. of United, they have literally just dropped... The ah. prices at fourteen twenty. So yeah, thanks for that, Manny. No, <laughs> Rashford is nine million. Yeah, Rashford is a nine million midfielder, which, to be perfectly honest, makes me think that Fernandez is even more viable now because that's, well, I don't know. That's just me. that's just my initial reaction. Uh, Dalot is five million, Sancho seven million, and Shaw is five point oh. five. So Rashford is easily the most attractive out of those four. I think paying five point five million for Shaw is, I don't know, a possible challenge. Let's have a quick look at their fixtures. Wolves at home game week one, Spurs away game week two, Forest at home game week three, Arsenal away game week four. It's very choppy, you know, good and bad. Brighton at home game week five, Burnley away game week uh, six. So, Mark, what's your initial reaction? Rashford as a midfielder at nine million. It was good timing because I was going to say that there was going to be one vague spot in the defence for a Man United defender, which that absolutely. I'm quite pleased with that Luke Shaw price, so maybe him. And then, yeah, either Rashford or Bruno. Uh, probably Rashford for me, personally. But uh, the, the Bruno price was very interesting, I must admit. I'm not normally a fan of his, but um, that, that certainly sort of raised eyebrows. So, yeah, like those early games do make me want coverage of both ends of the field for them. Um and going back to the draft briefly there, it's yeah, it's just Arsenal made, Man United made, Salah, but then you've got Sterling and, and Buemo, a Brighton midfielder, and probably more. So it, it's kind of hard. Haaland up front, of course, a 4.5 goalkeeper. But yeah, this is Luke Shaw, interesting. Luke Shaw 5-5, I think that's too it's, bad. It's a fair I, price. I it it's definitely a fair price. It's it's just you always have to ask yourself what he gave you before. Is it worth the same to your team to maybe miss out in other areas? So I might actually just quickly come back to you, Chris, because of you talking about Fernandes. Can, do you feel like your current draft can stretch that extra 5.5 to get to yeah, Rashford? I can, I can stretch to Rashford. I've got some it's got, I've got some room there. And I probably would. I mean, yeah. I mean... <laughs> If it's a if it's a head to head and it's point five and I can do it without destroying the whole team, I'm going to start with Rashford and then you know see what happens. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I think I would probably uh, in that he's still a mid in that is that price. I think that's a fair price based on what he did last year. I I, I think that's I think they've got it right. I, I think we we're very quick to uh, you know everyone was very quick to criticise uh, PL Towers last year when they did you know thought the prices were too too low and, and I think they're getting it you know there's still a few that raise eyebrows but that's part of the game right I think they're getting it much I think they're getting it better this year there's certainly what they're clearly doing is everybody that had a and it's an obvious thing but everybody that performed well last year has been given a big a big boost it's not a big sort of price range it's not like just you know half a mil or whatever they've been really bumped up and I, I think that really makes the game more interesting um 
Yeah, Rashford. I've just changed. I've already changed it while we're talking. Fernandez has gone to Rashford, so I've already I've already, already, already made the change. Already made. The I have change. no Arsenal. I've mean, no Arsenal at the moment, so I might have to then see what the Arsenal options are. I, I might then have to abandon the Sterling pick, which was only in there because you kind of persuaded me earlier. And, and, and <laughs> I think I had Odegaard before, and we're going to have to do some more tinkering to get him back in. I would want at least one Arsenal. That's I, why I was. I, I quite like a four point five million Ben White, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's why I was okay to go without Trent because Man United defender, Arsenal defender. Man City, although that's a maybe that's a, a game you don't want to play, but um, yeah, like there's, there's some good options there. And if one of the Arsenal guys is is five, if if big if, um, they'd be straight in someone like Ben White, but yeah, yeah, Pedro Porro, love a bit just, of him, just making making noises now. Um, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's um, someone saying Magic 69, he was dissing my NC so pick. Or wasn't the guy was saying it's probably it might be moved position. He's saying Rashford or Saka. Um, if you're given the choice of the same price, would you? You know, it's going to be hard, hard to get them both. They both be nine. Both got really I'd... nice fixtures. It's going to be hard to have them both of, as you say. Oh, yeah, that's hard. I mean, I'm, I'm already thinking about. Yeah, Arsenal's what... fixtures are pretty good, aren't they? I've gone. I've got. Yes. I'm going crazy not having Arsenal. They've got Forest, Palace, Fulham. I mean, I think with with both, I mean, with both of those teams, I think that it's definitely worth investigating how you can get in there for cheaper. Because I'm just doing a comparison with um, Rashford and Fernandez, and there's definitely, I wouldn't be like too shocked if they matched each other for points uh, in the in the early part of the season. Um, and you've saved point point five on Fernandez. So between game weeks 27 and 38. Uh, and so again this is from the fantasy football scout members area um or just a snippet of it so if you want more of this then make sure you check out the members benefits and sign up for the package that's right for you but basically between game week 27 38 um fernandez was offering 4.6 fpl points per game uh, rashford 5.2 so admittedly it is more and rashford was the bigger goal threat and the bigger penalty box presence so in effect we've got four shots per game for Rashford and just three for um, Fernandez and shots on target 1.8 per game for Rashford 1.2 for Fernandez uh, shot accuracy was 45% for Rashford 41% for uh, Fernandez but interestingly enough Fernandez actually had a higher goal conversion rate when he was on target and Fernandez is like miles miles clear for creativity as well so um, he was creating 3.8 chances per game Rashford creating just 1.2 and it was 1.1 big chance per game created for uh, Fernandez and just 0.1 per game for um, for Rashford and interestingly enough we were talking earlier about big chances created just total between in that period uh, Fernandez was by far and away the biggest for that in the whole league so he had 14 big chances that he created four more than Alexander-Arnold who was second with 10 and then you had four players one of which was in Burma actually uh, joint third for seven so he He's got like double the amount of big chances created of the third best for that stat towards the end of the season and has a bit of goal for himself and could possibly be involved in penalties. And so Fernandez is by no means a bad option and not that far off, in my opinion, off Rashford. Rashford's all about the goals, not that much assists. Fernandez will get some goals, but will have much more assists. And so with those prices, it makes me want to consider Erdegaard as well over Saka potentially. I'm 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 still thinking let's not rule out Havertz. I'm not necessarily saying let's go for him, but we have to give the players who I think are cheaper than these nine million mids in these attacks that have so many options. I just think we've got to do due diligence here and really work out how how savings here and there. I don't think it's that much of a downgrade to go Fernandez. Is is what I'm trying to say in a very long long winded way. Um, that's why I'm. Don't know Havertz, do we? Yeah, I mean. Y- 
I, I don't think you're going to have Havertz in your starting lineup, but we'll see. No, I mean, I absolutely won't. I'm just saying don't rule it out. That's all. <laughs> <It's> very... <laughs> <laughs> well, you have, but don't have yours. Um, <laughs> uh, this has been great. Um, I, I'm Sadly, I've got to go. We also... We, we um, do, yeah. We do need to round, wrap up, don't we? Now also covers uh, Champions League uh, fantasy. Uh, we, we, we've got a partnership with UEFA, um, and I've... Uh, we're gonna have a call. <laughs> so, um, uh, but but don't please do like subscribe. We have seventy six likes. Come on, there's there's over five hundred people watching. Like like the um, like the the the, the channel, please. Um, and uh, do subscribe. And I just want to answer one question because someone asked it earlier. In case it wasn't obvious, and it, it obviously a lot of new players don't necessarily know. Will the prices be available when the game launches? Yes, basically somewhere. I expect the game is sat there ready now to 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 go. Whether I, I, we we're all suspecting this week but um it's all leading up to this so yeah as soon as the game launches i'll have all the players in and you'll get full analysis from scout and other people and all the player prices and stuff and everything will update then but yeah so as soon as it goes live all the price will be there uh so yes don't don't worry about that um, absolutely thanks for liking keep liking yeah cheers guys yeah thank you for reminding me chris that you do have to go so i will I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up now um and just yeah quick reminder to anybody if you haven't already signed up for scout membership now is the time to do it as well head to the website and you can uh, uh, get all of the benefits that we talked about the season ticker we've had a look at today that'll be there in an interactive form and some of those tables that we went through in heat maps are all available but yeah that's all from me so goodbye from me goodbye from me thank you very much goodbye from me cheers guys see you next time <laughs>